You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. code so we kind of batch recorded a while ago and i feel like we haven't casted in a while i love hearing people who come up to me and they're like oh my gosh i listened to this episode and i love it and then i'm like well we're batch recording today so what do you want to hear yes yes (laughs) please give us i mean liz and i obviously use a lot of topics from like our clients and things that come up um, but we love talking about what you guys want to hear so please you know message us or rate us and you know write about other things that you want to hear from us Um, but today we're going to be talking about protein because this is probably what our biggest struggle biggest struggle it's the number one thing besides under eating that i see with people yeah is lack of protein and i think it's lack of awareness too totally like not knowing what proteins to eat not mm-hmm. knowing how much to eat and all that kind of stuff so well, and not understanding how much they need and why it's important absolutely as we always talk about education drives compliance right and yep. so even when i give clients their intake goals i stress the importance of why they need this, Mm -hmm. especially if they want to maintain lean body mass or have performance goals in the gym. Yeah. And I think today we're going to cover a little bit about like physiologically why it's important, Um, but we're also going to talk about why it's just important for your goals and how it's going to help you reaching your goals rather than like on top of why it's important to your body. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think, you know, people love the science, but people also want to know like, why is this going to work for me? So we're going to talk about that. Before we get into it, um, tip or trick for the day. So I have been reading Atomic Habits and I've read JK. I'm listening to Atomic Habits because I love audiobooks <laughs> and I'm in the car so much. Um, and so I've been listening to Atomic Habits and kind of the concept of creating a habit um, or breaking down a habit. I totally forgot what I was going to talk about today. <laughs> you guys, this We're daylight like, savings we week the- <laughs> has been killing me. First of all, I literally forgot completely what I just told you three minutes ago. So you said that you were going to talk to us about a book that your mom got you for meditation. Oh, yeah. Meditation Thank for you, busy <laughs> You guys, this is real life. This is real life. This is real my life. life and real life mom shit because here's the thing. Oh my God. You wake up and you start your day and then you realize that you have a child. <laughs> It just throws a wrench into like your old routine and your old day. That's like, I'm definitely not as productive as I was or like thinking, I believe mom brain is the thing. I will start sentences halfway through like my mind. And then I just speak the rest of it out loud. Like halfway through the sentence, Art gets so mad. He's like, you had the first part of that conversation in your head. Yes. I think big part of it is lack of sleep also for you. Yes. Um, But anyway, so yeah, so I'm very bad at reading large amounts. As you can see, I do audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom gave me this book that's called Meditation for Women Who Do Too Much. And I've been trying to just be more mindful and aware and grateful and happy in my days because um, I think we can all afford to be a little bit happier. Um, and I don't like reading 
10 to 15 pages of a chapter, like waking up to do that first thing in the morning is overwhelming to me. Um, and so my, you know, that's my barrier to entry. So my mom gave me this book and I love it because it's literally just a page. Like every day it's dated March 11th, March 12th, whatever. And it's just one passage and it's about a paragraph long. And then there's like a bolded takeaway at the bottom. And I love it. And I look forward to it every day now because it's so easy to get through. Um, it takes about 90 seconds and it helps me just kind of start my day. And today I did it at nine. I didn't do it right away when I woke up because I went to work out before Carson woke up. Um, but I, I enjoy fitting it into my day now versus before it was overwhelming to think I have to sit down and read 10 to 15 mm. pages of this. Um, so if you are starting a new habit or want to start a new habit, do not think that it has to be all or nothing. We talk about this all the time. Stop it with the all or nothing mindset. Yeah. It hasn't worked for you in the past. It's not going to work for you in the future. Think small things. If you have a goal of meal prepping, Pick one meal to meal prep for the next week. Don't think I have to meal prep 37 meals for oh. the next week. Pick one thing, make it for your lunches, do that one thing. Yeah. Or, you know, if you want to start running, go outside and run for three minutes today. Mm-hmm. Don't go try to run 3Ks, 5Ks, 10Ks. Like, go outside and run for three minutes. Or run a, uh, run a bl- block, walk a block. Yeah. It's just... Because most people who don't run can't even run for three minutes straight. That's a long time. Okay. You're giving them a lot of credit. I mean, I don't know that I can run for three minutes. I I know I can, but like, I, yeah, you like running. So for those of you who are like me and do not enjoy running, run a block, walk a block, and then it gets easier to run two blocks, walk a block. (laughs) That's how I started at least. Cause I, the thought of going out, but maybe only do that for three minutes right? and do that every day or every other day. And then eventually guess what? You'll probably be like, well, I'm outside anyways. I might as well do this for longer than three minutes, 10 minutes. Think small, stop putting so much on your plate and on your shoulders and think small, much easier. Yes. So much easier. Did I tell you I failed 75 hard? Oh, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your support. (laughs) So I have so much. This is a different season of life. Okay. We have so much going on. Well, and part of it is like stupid for me to commit to all of the things. Um, You know, Marcus had a little procedure and then my sister came in town. So it was nothing like crazy, but I just wasn't able to get in my workout Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of just, you know, set me back a little bit one day. I forgot to, I didn't forget to read. I fell asleep reading like three pages in and, and yeah. So I do agree with you. It was probably not the season to start that. Yeah. But the good news is I'm still trying to do most of those things, right? Like it's helped with habits. Yes. Yeah. It's building habits and, you know, having more discipline, less wine, stuff like that. Yep. So I agree a hundred percent that, you know, even when you challenge yourself to do a big goal and guys, we're telling you this because we want you to understand that we struggle too. Yeah. That Becca and I don't look the part all the time. We don't think I took an Instagram video this morning and after I took it, I was like, God, I look awful. I can't post oh, that. Oh, you should see the video that I sent to one of my clients. And halfway through it, I was like, I'm really sorry for the way that I look right now. But she doesn't care because I, yeah. Anyways, so, you know, I think it's just being raw and it's being relevant. It's being real with you guys so that you understand we struggle. Yes. And our lives are chaos half the time. Um, Becca came in this morning. I'm surprised Marcus wasn't like throwing raspberries or something at you because it was a morning. And yeah. Anyways. So let's get into protein. <laughs> what this is about protein. So let's talk about why protein is important because yes. I think so many people 
one, they gravitate towards carbohydrates Mm -hmm. unless they are on the other side of that and going keto. Um, But most people just, especially because of our society with quick, convenient things, packaged things, it's, you know, a lot more carbs and we don't realize how little protein we eat Mm -hmm. throughout the day, even packages that say it's a protein bar but it has like seven grams of protein yeah it's not marketing. a protein bar marketing Total kills marketing. Us. yeah they put white and green and the colors um you know that make you think that it's healthy yeah. and they label it as a protein bar and in reality it has way more fat and way more carbs than it does mm-hmm. protein so my rule of thumb there is every hundred calories try to get 10 grams of protein in a protein bar. but yep. anyways so let's talk about why protein is important so first and foremost protein is satiating mm-hmm. like if you were to go into a calorie deficit and you only had carbs you would be starving all the time because yes. it's not satiating right you yes. eat a bag of chips and an hour later you're hungry and carbs chip- make you hungrier yeah but you eat a chicken breast and you're full for a little while mm-hmm. so it helps regulate blood sugar yep It's in every cell in the human body. Every cell contains protein. The basic structure of protein is a chain of amino acids. I know we all probably have heard of amino acids. Some of you might take BCAAs. um, But you need protein in your body to help repair cells and make new ones. Mm -hmm. I especially do this for clients that are post-surgery, post-sickness, because the repair and the recovery of that is extremely important. Protein helps a ton. So I even up protein beyond sometimes like one gram per pound of body weight, which we'll talk about later, um, post-surgery surgery or post major sickness. Um, and it also has shown to help with blood pressure. So like yeah. I was reading, uh, some research review and in a review of 40 controlled trials, increased protein, lowered systolic blood pressure, um, by 1.76 MMHG on average and diastolic blood pressure by 1.15 MMHG. And in addition to lowering blood pressure, it, a high protein diet also reduced LDL, which is the bad cholesterol mm-hmm. and yep. triglycerides. And yep. I will put a caveat out there that usually these studies don't fully control for just that um, variable. The people that were eating higher protein probably were also maybe exercising more or other things that might have impacted this. But high protein can help do these things. Yep. It can help help you become healthier because like Liz was saying, it helps you control your hunger. Mm-hmm. And this is the biggest reason that I think protein is important for most people is because it helps us control our cravings. It helps us control our tr- our hunger. And nearly every study that's been conducted that has removed carbs and fats, calorie to calorie, and replaced it with protein. So meaning calories did not change. Yep. They just removed carbs and fats and replaced it with protein in certain situations. They've seen weight loss and less hunger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it regulates your blood sugar throughout the day. So if you're somebody, especially like type two diabetics, like I have a couple of clients that are either pre-diabetic or type two. And one of the biggest things that I noticed immediately was we were not eating enough protein throughout Mm -hmm. the day. And so as soon as we started doing that, their blood sugar levels regulated. And the other piece is how you digest foods and other foods that you pair with protein. So it's really important if you are somebody who is experiencing like these crashes throughout the day where maybe you get super tired or you get super shaky and you just feel like, you know, you're going to fall asleep or you're going to pass out. You need to make sure that you stabilize your blood sugars and carbs can do it quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, in the case of, you know, in the middle of a workout or something, you want to, you know, kind of spike that really fast. But in order to prevent those drops, Having protein every meal and ideally every snack, you can maintain this blood glucose level throughout the day. consistently eating throughout the day. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of people wonder like, how much should I 
eat of protein. And this can vary, obviously, based off of your body size, based off of your body fat percentage, based off of your activity level, your goals, all of those things. Yep. Um, and here's the thing. Our, our body can survive on less protein. That's well, not, most people are surviving on less protein. Yes, exactly. Right? <laughs> like, for example, I, I talk about like we, we try to go back to primal times sometimes yep. because our, you know, that's where our bodies originated mm-hmm. and we've developed since then. But society has also developed since then. So it's likely back in, you know, the primal days, people weren't walking around with lugs of protein on their shoulders all the time. Like Slaying our body chicken for lunch, you know, <laughs> our body can ultimately survive without a lot of the macronutrients for periods of time. But that's not today's society. In today's society, we are constantly presented with food. We are being surrounded by foods. And usually they are very highly palatable foods like sweets, like high carb foods, like high Processed fat foods, foods. salty foods. Yep. And so we are so much more likely to overconsume, And that is where protein can help. Protein can assist in our hunger levels and cravings and it can bring them under control. So we usually recommend about 0.7 to 1.0 grams per pound of body weight. Yep. And that is for general population if you were looking to lose weight. If you're somebody who want to gain weight, then we go a little bit higher. And female to male, it's the same. And that's one thing that I think most females don't understand is they think that they should be eating less, but it's all relative. So if you weigh 150 pounds, 0.7 is going to be different than if you weigh 190 pounds. Mm-hmm. So one thing I would just caution here is take some time, maybe track your food for a couple of days to see what your intake is. If you're yep. eating 60 grams, of protein on average a day and you need to be eating closer to 140, 150, don't flip that switch overnight. Yep. That will just cause some digestive backlash. So try to kind of tighter up. So 80 grams, 100 grams, 120 grams, right? And it's hard to get that much yeah. protein in. Um, I know for me, my goal is 130 grams when I'm cutting. Um, if I am just at my maintenance, I eat one gram per pound. So yep. that's usually 155, 160. But depending upon, you know, other biofeedback markers too, if I do start to feel really tired or cravings start to show up or I'm hungry, protein is the first thing that I increase. Mm -hmm. And so first look and see where you're at for a few days and then look at this 0.7 to one grams per pound and start to work your way up there. If your goal is weight loss, I would get you up to one gram per pound uh, if I could for everybody. But we understand that not a lot of people will get to that level. And the other thing is if you are really overweight, let's say you're 300 pounds, you're not going to be eating 300 grams of protein. No. Then you're going to set your goal weight. So if your goal weight was 200 pounds, go off of that and use this calculation for your goal weight. Yeah. I don't like to go much below like 0.6. Absolutely not. Um, And here's the thing. It's a fun little trick that Liz and I use sometimes with our clients. And maybe you've had us tell you this one or two times. All I want you to focus on is getting 120 grams of protein in today. Maybe you're, you know, a female, 150, 160 pounds. Mm -hmm. You aren't eating enough protein, but you keep over consuming carbs Mm -hmm. or you're craving things a lot and you can't control your sugar cravings. Sometimes I will literally tell them, all I want you to do is eat 120 grams of protein today. And you can only get a little bit of it from supplements, which we'll talk about in a second as well. But just trying to do that, people become so full off of protein that it magically reduces the calories they consume. (laughs) You're naturally eating less protein and veggies, protein, veggies, and water. You don't even need to do anything else besides those three things. You're naturally going to eat less garbage. And no matter how many 
like good carbs you tried to eat, you're probably still not going to hit your carb threshold that we would set exactly. for you anyway. So exactly. 100%. Protein yeah. is the one of the first places that I go if we're yep. looking at habits. Yep. So what types of protein are the best sources? Um, mm-hmm. Sources that are mainly protein. Okay. So what we mean by that, chicken, fish, seafood, beef, things that are going to be very little starch and carbs and very little fat are going to be your best option. So a lot of times people will ask like, well, what about legumes and beans and lentils? Sure. They have protein, but they're mostly a starch. Same Same. thing with nuts. Yep. Sure. A lot of people think that, well, peanut butter is protein. But it's actually mostly fat. Yes, yes. And so I think this was an example in the Game Changers movie. They talked about how you got like 20 grams of protein from a peanut butter sandwich. I'm like, you'd have to eat four tablespoons of peanut butter to get 20 grams of protein. Which is like 400 to 500 calories. Compared... Compared to if you want to get 20 grams of protein from a chicken breast, it's about four ounces of chicken and it's about 80 calories. So you're just going to be consuming less calories when you're getting them from high quality animal protein sources. And also the bioavailability of these sources is important. So we've talked about this a little bit before. Plant-based protein sources do provide protein, but your body is not able to utilize all of the protein in those sources because of certain compounds in those foods. So there's something called cellulose, which is a part of plant-based protein sources that kind of makes it harder for your body to break down and utilize the protein out of that source. So for example, if you're eating 20 grams of protein, technically your lentils that you ate today provided 20 grams of protein, your body's not actually getting fully 20 grams of that protein because it's having to go through loops and holes to get to the protein. So it's not actually digesting and absorbing all of that. Absolutely. And you're missing aminos. Totally. So a lot of people ask, should I be taking BCAAs? And my number one question is if you're not vegetarian, are you eating enough protein? Mm -hmm. And if you are, then absolutely not. You don't need to supplement with branch chain amino acids because you're getting all of the aminos, full amino profile from animal products. Totally. If you are going the plant-based route or vegetarian vegan route, then yes, you would want to supplement with some branch chain aminos to help you absorb more Mm -hmm. of the protein. And like you mentioned, uh, if you had 20 grams of protein and you're only getting 13 or 14, let's say maybe your aminos help you get 16 or 17, but it's not going to get you a hundred percent of the way to Mm -hmm. 20 grams of protein, the way that eating just an animal product would. So, and we respect, we have a lot of listeners that are vegan or vegetarian and that's totally fine. You just have to work a little bit harder to get to your daily intake goals. Yeah. And so speaking of supplements, supplements are usually something that most people will need Mm -hmm. to meet the levels of protein that they probably should be consuming um, and to help them do so. So we are not a push supplements type type group. That's not our life, but they can help. So I tell people, you should be looking at your day and saying, is about 80 to 90% of my day whole unprocessed foods? If it is, on top of that, totally. You can utilize supplements to help you hit the rest. Um, We both like whey protein. Uh, First Form has a great whey protein because digestively, whey can be kind of iffy for a lot of people. Um, And I'm sorry, people, buy more expensive protein because guess what? The more expensive protein is better quality protein. Absolutely. That's why First Form and, you know, some of these other high quality proteins Mm -hmm. cost $50 a jug versus the GNC brand's $27. Guess what? The GNC brand's probably shit. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, and there's a difference in the processing of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So supplements can help. I usually try to limit to like one shake a day, maybe a protein bar a day, especially depending on how much you're eating. If you're only eating 1,700, 1,800 calories, you shouldn't be needing a ton of supplements. If you're the type of person, maybe a guy, maybe a, a larger female that's training, so forth, you need 2,300, 2,400 calories. Yes. Supplements might be a little bit more helpful to get you there, um, but they should not be the primary source. Absolutely. I do the same. I limit one shake, maybe a bar a day, but Mm -hmm. food first is where you should aim. And it can be as simple as adding an ounce or two to each meal. Right. Or like I posted on my Instagram the other day, your snack doesn't have to be a shake or a Mm -hmm. bar for some reason. So many people think that a snack has to be like a processed item, but it can be just a smaller version. Like I had a three ounce chicken thigh, Mm -hmm. um, or you can do like cottage cheese or Greek yogurt. If you don't have any dairy sensitivities, you know, outside of that, maybe do like a tuna, can of tuna matched up with some avocado yep. and put that on some, you know, veg- side of vegetables or some crackers or something like it doesn't have to be a shake or a bar. Exactly. I typically keep my protein shake for my post-workout. So I drink it on my way home from mm-hmm. the gym. Um, and that has my creatine, my greens and my reds. And then sometimes I have a bar if I'm on the go, but I really try to hit food first because less processed foods is easier on your digestion and it's mm-hmm. more nutrient dense. Yep. So Think about that absorption and what stressors you're putting on your digestive system too. The more packaged foods that you have, the more ingredients that it has, the harder it is for your body to actually use and absorb that nutrients that it actually needs. Yep. So 100% food first, supplement with a high quality. You can also use supplements like collagen. I know there's some... And if you are plant-based, pea protein, rice blends... There's lots of other options for plant-based protein sources, mm-hmm. which I've used sometimes as well. Yeah. Um, when I was kind of taking a break from whey, all of those are fine. But you know, if you notice that you track your food and you're getting like 60 grams of protein and you need 160 grams of protein, a supplement's an easy way to get 20 to 30 grams of yeah. protein without the starches and fats that you would get from probably other sources that yeah. you're trying to use. So, and I'll link in the show notes. There's a couple of plant-based ones that we like that are not gritty. Yep. Um, so first form does have some I have not personally tried it so I can't speak to it I've heard good things but I've also heard you know that it's thicker it's pretty good Orgain is good I like that one run everything labs that has probably been my favorite plant-based one. Um, one and then there's a couple of collagen ones that I really like by primal kitchen that I've used in yep. my coffee before yep so it tastes like a little mocha and it's kind yeah. of like a treat so we'll link those in the show notes but you know do your research feel out your body what feels best for you and no matter what product or supplement that you choose, you just want to make sure that it's not a page long ingredient list. It really should be four to five ingredients that you can also say out loud and pronounce and understand what it is. I think that's important too, because some of these labels, like I have read some protein powder labels and I'm like, yeah, that's a bunch of synthetic stuff and fillers and we don't need all of that junk in there. So, um, just be cautious. And, you know, as always guys, we're here. If you have questions, send us a message. Yeah. You know, you can message us on Instagram. You can shoot us an email, give us a little bit of detail. You know, Mm -hmm. we can't necessarily make any type of recommendation for you unless we know what your goals are. So give us a little bit of detail about where you're at, what you've tried and we'll chat and see how we can help point you in the right direction. We wanted to keep this one short. Um, you know, 
there's not a lot to say about it. We, we have our beliefs about it and research and studies back those up. Um, protein's important not only for optimal health and your body's needs, but more importantly for most people and for those listening. In today's society, it helps us keep hunger and cravings at bay. It helps us keep a calorie deficit easier. And honestly, I think it helps us all feel better overall when we get to that place. 100% agree. So awesome. There it is. There it is. Have a great day, guys. We'll be back. As always, thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you. Have a great day.